الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدي أنهم سبولنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Anytime an individual begins a journey or is on a path it's very helpful to know what the goal is on that path because if a person doesn't really know what that goal is or what the destination is then it becomes very difficult uh, to remain firm on that. I'll give you a simple example that if I decide that I'm going to drive, if I'm going to take a road trip, it's necessary for me to know where the end point is and what the destination is. It doesn't make sense for me to say I'm just going to haphazardly get in a car and wherever I end up, I end up. There's a hard end. So if I say I'm going to New York, well then I now know the path that I need to take to get to New York. I can navigate it out. And I know that there is a destination and a goal, so it makes the drive a lot more manageable. And it makes the drive a lot more doable. Uh, so this applies for anything in general in life, that when you, when you know what the goal is or you know what the destination is, then it becomes easier to, uh, to try to navigate that path. Now, when we're talking about Islamic spirituality, which is essentially the journey that a person who's seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes, there's also a similar end goal. So that if I know, in my mind, I know what that end goal is, it makes it easier for me to begin to take the steps necessary to navigate that journey. And that end goal, the ulama mentioned, the, the term that's used is called nisbah. That term is called nisbah. Now nisbah literally means some connection or attachment. And in the case of our connection, or our pursuit in deen, Nisba refers to the connection that a person seeks to establish with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The connection that a person seeks to establish and firmly attach themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what's termed nisba. Now, the ulama, they give a lot of detail about what it entails. Shah Wali Allah rahmatullahi alayhi, a very famous scholar from the subcontinent, um, de describes this as a type of nur or a light or a sakina that descends down a person's heart. Meaning, I seek this, and this nur and the sakina enters into my heart, and now that becomes a permanent established connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mu'ana Ashraf Ali Ta'ala, also a very famous scholar, he describes nisbah as someone who has complete submission and is, he, in, and is fully, uh, fully remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times. And on the, on the, in reciprocating this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's relationship with that individual is one of acceptance and one of pleasure. Now the Qur'an mentions, you know, there's different words that are used in the Qur'an. Allah ta'ala mentions, Ya nafsul mutma'inna. Nafsul mutma'inna. That nafs or that soul that's now become content and fully connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, the highlight here is that when a person decides that they want to seek and strive on the path toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what they're essentially seeking is what we call nisbah, which is a lasting connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Versus the common person who's treading deen on a day-to-day -day basis, 
there's a lot of fluctuation in terms of their faith and their iman and their connection with Allah. One day I'm connected to Allah, one day I'm heedless of Allah. One day I am distant from Allah, one day I'm very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when a person makes an effort and sacrifices to bring nisbah into their life, now that connection is not going to waver like it does for the common folk. What it does is it settles down and it becomes stable so that a person is now constantly and permanently connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what every single believer who's striving for Allah is actually seeking. Meaning there's, a, there's an end goal. And that is to strive for a connection with Allah ta'ala that is permanent. It says strive for a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is permanent. Now in this day and age, very few people are seeking this sort of a connection. We're content with our day-to-day ibadah. We're content with our day-to-day routine that we sort of established. But very few people are seeking this very high state and station with Allah, the state of permanent connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the two questions that then come from this discussion for a person. This is not intended to be academic. The reason I'm giving definitions and things is just to support the scholarly background to this. But the reality is this is not an academic discussion. This is something that I need to internalize myself and recognize that if I'm seeking Allah, my goal is nisbah and I have to seek, I have to strive toward that. The first question that comes into a person's mind when having this discussion is how do I know that I now have nisbah and I've established nisbah in my life? Meaning a firm, permanent connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The scholars mention a couple of things. The first thing they mention is if you were, the first thing they mention is this inclination to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I'll give you an example. There's two people and their relationship with their prayer, for instance. One person, they see salah as a burden and as a difficulty. And when it comes time to pray, they hesitate when it comes to their prayer. And another person is so mindful of their salah that the moment the time for salah comes in, they become antsy and uncomfortable until they complete the prayer. And if the time for salah is ending, that's all that's on their mind. That's all that's on their mind. That's an example of a person without nisbah and a person with nisbah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The person that has that permanent connection with Allah recognizes that the salah is the most important thing. And it not, it's not just that I need to perform the prayer, but I become uncomfortable when the salah is, being, is not being attended to in a proper way. And then the rest of the community falls under this category of it's a burden, it's a responsibility that I need to fulfill. Um... So that's one, is that this general inclination toward pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And another quality of a person of nisbah, and this is really important, uh, is that this person that has a permanent connection with Allah, it's not permanent in the sense that I'm never going to make a mistake with Allah, or I'm never going to commit a sin. It's that when I do commit that sin, I immediately return back to Allah with tawbah and with repentance. So you can see, that this is, so there's one type of person who falls into sin and repeatedly falls into sin and the concept or idea of repenting back to Allah doesn't come to them. And then there's another person who's constantly connected to Allah and now they fall into a trap or they make a mistake or they commit a sin and their immediate reaction is one of tawbah and repentance. They come back to the masjid within the next hour to make amends with their Lord. That's another prominent, uh, that's another sign of a person that has nisbah and has this permanent connection with Allah. So there's many examples, right? But I'm just highlighting two. One is this inclination toward pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the responsibilities that he has assigned. These are seen as a pleasure 
and a welcome responsibility rather than a burden. And the second is that when a person has this permanent connection with Allah, they may falter here or there. The falters tend not to be major, but when they do falter, they're quick to recover and return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, you can almost think about it, you know, like this. Uh, you can almost think about nisbah almost, you know, when it comes to a person's relationship with sin and making a mistake, you can almost think about it like receiving a vaccine dose. So when I'm, when I'm vaccinated against a particular illness, it's not that I'm completely immune to it. But if I am exposed to it, or if I do contract the illness, it's going to be relatively minor and relatively short-lived. But if I don't have that vaccine, then when I falter, or when I'm exposed to some difficulty or that particular illness in this discussion, then it's very possible that I'm going to really suffer from the disease and from the illness. So a permanent connection with Allah Ta'ala, i.e. nisbah, protects a person from permanent, permanently succumbing to that particular illness or disease. The next question that comes to mind. So the first question is, how do I know that I've established it in my life? The second question that comes to mind is, um, how, how, how do I actually strive toward nisbah? Like, what is it that's actually required for me to attain this special state of a permanent connection with Allah? And there's two things in particular that I'm going to highlight, and then we'll, we'll conclude, inshallah. The first thing, it's essential, and this ties into what we spoke about last month. Uh, for those of you that were here last month or, or heard the recording, we talked about the importance, well, okay, that, that's point B. The first point is what's absolutely necessary for me to attain this state, it's sacrifice. It's sacrifice. There is no doubt that anyone that wants to achieve a state of nisbah has to make significant sacrifice in their life for the sake of Allah. The example of this goes, we don't have to look uh, too far within our tradition. The Sahaba all had a permanent connection with Allah and the proof of this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning in the Qur'an radiallahu anhum wa that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with all of them. And what the, the, fe the feature of the Sahaba that's most striking is the sacrifice that they had to make. And the, as a result of that sacrifice, Allah Ta'ala elevated their rank so quickly that this is how they became people of nisbah. So sacrifice is required. And in my own life, in, in interacting with people that have really strengthened their nisbah, meaning it's very, very dominant in their life. And maybe you've met people like this. The, the common thread that brings them together is when you really dig deep into their history, you'll find that they had to make tremendous sacrifice. And that sacrifice is broad. It could be sacrifice for the sake of studying deen and they had to travel across the world. It could be sacrifice in terms of some difficulty that Allah Ta'ala placed upon them. It could be sacrifice in terms of the effort that they had to take in order to seek Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala and the sacrifices that come for that. Um, but sacrifice is absolutely required to attain a state of nisbah. The second thing that's required uh, is the company of people who fear and love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deeply, i.e. people who they themselves have strengthened their nisbah. We talked about this last time. This is what I was alluding to earlier in the last gathering. We talked about how in this day and age, we are so um, focused on, uh, we think that benefit comes from noise. When in reality, benefit comes from a silence. Meaning, if there's some large gathering with 500 people or 1,000 people at some convention hall, some Islamic conference, we think that this is the place where I'm going to really impact my life. Or if there's some really good YouTube video and we share it around, we watch it, we think that this is what's actually going to have an impact on my life. 
but the reality is those things all spark these temporary emotional reactions within me. They don't actually create and instill permanent change within me. There aren't deeds that are being produced as a result of this. Those sorts of changes in a person's life come from silence, not from noise. It comes from spending time in the company of people of piety and taqwa and really just absorbing whatever they have to offer. It comes from the solitude and the silence that comes from sitting in the masjid for hours on end. It comes from the silence that comes from me just sitting and interacting with the Qur'an or me sitting and engaging in Allah Ta'ala's remembrance. Those sorts of activities where silence is dominant, those are the sorts of things that allow me to become closer to Allah Ta'ala and eventually attain a, attain a state of nisbah. If you look at anyone through history, go back to the Sahaba. What, we talked about the sacrifice that they made. What was the, most, the other most important quality about the Sahaba? It's in the name, the Sahaba. It is the fact that they were in the company of the most connected person to Allah, the Prophet And that chain has continued since the time of the Prophet all the way until today. That there are people who inherited what was present in the heart of the Prophet and they inherited it through the Sahaba, through the Tabi'een, through the Taba' Tabi'een, and even to this day, what was present in the heart of the Prophet is also present uh, to a degree in their heart, which is a permanent connection with Allah. And if we want that to also enter into our heart, on top of the sacrifices that I need to make, I need to seek out these individuals and, and, and spend time in their company. I don't need to listen to countless hours of videos or, or, or read you know, Twitter feeds. or that's, that's not necessary. I know we've made, it, we've made it seem like the way by which I'm going to achieve great things in deen is by you know, how many, how many um, people I can follow or how many views I can, uh, you know, I, can, I can make up or how many people can follow me. That's all just an emotional, temporary reaction that doesn't produce lasting benefit. Lasting ban- benefit comes from those opportunities of silence, where we sit and spend time in the company of people of taqwa and piety, where we sit and, and spend time in the, in the spaces where, where silence predominates, for instance, the masjid, or the confines of our home, where true spiritual benefit can be also achieved. So, the... Uh, it's important for us to understand this. So let's just summarize the discussion, inshallah, and we'll conclude with the dhikr. We started by mentioning that for a person who's seeking Allah Ta'ala, the goal or the destination is this state called nisbah, which is a permanent, lasting connection with Allah. And the sign of a person having nisbah is that, number one, they become excited and inclined toward the responsibilities of deen, for instance, Salah, and number two, that when they waver in their deen or they make mistakes, they always return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The way by which a person strives to try to attain this state, number one is through sacrifice, significant sacrifice, which in this day and age very few of us are willing to take or willing to make. And the second is through the silent company of people that possess nisbah and the silent company of the spaces where nisbah can be acquired, for instance, uh, places of solitude. So we should all try, we should all work toward this. Uh, this is established by our ulama. Every believer should have this goal in their mind that I really want to strengthen my connection with Allah. There's nothing more important to me than my connection with Allah. Everything else is entertainment. Everything else is entertainment. And it's a very attainable thing. It requires effort on our part. It requires um, a bit of sacrifice on our part. 
but once that state is achieved, it's not that we, again, this, don't get me wrong here, we don't become prophets and we don't become sahaba, we'll never attain that state. But this permanent connection will allow us, inshallah, to get through life in a way that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a tawfiq to become permanently connected to him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, allow the nur, uh, his nur to enter into our hearts and, and make um, a lasting change in our lives. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to find and seek company of people of nisbah and allow us to spend time in the, in the spaces where nisbah can be acquired. Wa akhiru da'wan alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.